Hello. Episode 701, Rain Kenny Podcast, Susan Louise Meister Butler here. Sarah Whitney Rice Louise Butler. <laughs> Rice Louise Butler is great. You should legally change your name. Just you know think what? About what it. if I? What if you know when Eli and I tie the knot? They give me that like space to like put. <laughs> what do you want your name to be? Right? I'm just gonna change it to Sarah Louise Butler, and he's gonna be like, "What is this?" Butler. Meister Butler, and he's That's gonna be like, that, you, "That's not even my last name." <laughs> Sorry, Eli. Yeah. We have priorities over here. You know? Sarah, you didn't even share how your trip was last episode. My trip to Florida? Your spring break. Oh, it was so much fun. I am so ready to retire in Florida. I can't even tell you. I know. Can Living the dream. that clock along? Come I on. think I, I might... got bridge to play. You, <laughs> you and I are supposed to, you know, retire, retire Golden Girls style, but... I don't know if I can do it if you're still into pickleball at that time. <laughs> oh, I'm definitely going to still be into pickleball. I just I've, I just purchased official pickleball court shoes last night. It's ridiculous. Yes, it is. I don't want to I... do anything that has like designated shoes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny because so many of the activities I do have designated shoes. Right. That is Rock so, climbing. so true. Climbing, need to some shoes. Hiking, what do you want? Trail running, backpacking. <laughs> we got multiple pairs. I got different mm-hmm. ones. Are they waterproof? Gore-Tex, what you need? Right. I yeah. think like the. I don't even know if I still have them, but if I do, the last and only pair of sneakers that I had was from the ruins. Oh, <laughs> they were given to us. My God. You know, unless it's like pretend fashion kind, you know. Right, 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 right. For real. But no thanks. You know what? Different strokes. Different strokes. Yeah. I was thinking about I'm like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't change it for anything. Like I feel like, you know, it's, it's, I was just look, I was just, Susan and I were just talking about this before we got on the podcast. Like, you know, I think I had a very different life in the past. Like, yes, you did. And even, you know, even Eli will be like, I can't believe when you tell me stories about the kind of life you had before, like I love who that you he's are now. experiencing this. He's like, who is this? Because this is not what you say. Uh, well, you've like, had you... so many yeah. lives. It's not just that and this. It's like rockabilly period. Oh my God. Right? <laughs> Tuesday yeah. sacrifice, goth talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what her so podcast funny. would be now goth, goth talk. talk that totally would be it <laughs> yep that's so true in fact when i was in florida we met some of eli's parents friends and you know they were asking me something about the tattoos and i was like listen nobody should be allowed to get tattooed before the age of 25 maybe 30 because do i want to be tattooed yes do i want Naked women and two revolvers pointing at my hoo ha. No, not so much. I didn't I say that. I actually like part, those tattoos. I know, I do too. They're okay. They look cool. Yeah, they look cool. Sometimes I just feel like it's false advertising with this pattern. Like, I'm not that cool. I'm not that cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I got, you want some facts? I got some facts. That's what I got for you. <laughs> um. Oh, I have, I need your advice. Oh, I is- love giving my advice. <laughs> you do love giving advice. Okay. So coming up this weekend uh, is 
Steel City Comic Con. Oh, okay. And I am going because oh, no. I purchased. <laughs> I love whatever's going to come. Did the costume come first or did the Comic Con <laughs> ticket come first? I don't know. There is no costume. Oh, too bad. I purchased a VIP meet and greet with, with Kelsey Grammer, a.k.a. Frazier. Oh, my gosh. This is amazing. This is amazing. I, I wow, mean, you really sat on that info for a long time of us talking. I totally forgot, actually, during our break between episodes, I was like, oh, I forgot. I need to ask her advice about this because... I feel like he's the one you should ask advice. <laughs> That's his whole shtick. <laughs> right. I mean, that was a, a Fraser joke for anybody <laughs> out there who gets it. Yeah. Toss salad and scrambled eggs or something. Toss Isn't that the theme? And scrambled eggs. And it's weird because again. I love Cheers, but I've I never did actually get into Fraser, which is love silly. It. Love Fraser. I just don't like how they drink coffee. I don't understand how this man who is at a bar every day suddenly is going to Starbucks. Makes sense. I feel like, <laughs> like not a lot I of like, it takes place at the actual coffee shop. I know, but it's the essence. It's like I- I'm being critical of the character development. <laughs> You're like. Well, he just switched to to a, a lighter. <laughs> yeah. High. He matured. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so I want to know. I need to be strategic about my mm-hmm. time and and what I'm going to say, and I want it to be memorable. You know, and maybe they can think like, "Hey, I like this gal. We should be friends." Yeah. Or whatever. What do you got? What do you got? What do we? What are we working with so far? <sighs> what are, what so are your strategies? Like- what do you I say, say to you do man? this in real life. You are excellent. <laughs> You're going to crush it. 10 out of 10. No problem. Well, I think part of my problem is that I've never been to any of the cons. And so, like, I don't know the general vibe and stuff. Eh, let me just fill you in. Yes. You will stand out <laughs> as somebody who may offer him a different kind of conversation than what he's used to at the typical con. <laughs> Tell so me I what think the people already, that go there are like. Uh, we can say they're they're fans, big time yeah. fans. Yeah, and they are enthusiastic, and, and they are encyclopedic, encyclopedic, fact filled. Yeah. yeah, um, engaged and participating, but also not paying attention to anything. That's like. It's like everybody's – I imagine it's what people – it would be like to walk around a fe- carnival or like the – remember when we went to the OC fair? You and I went to yeah. the fair with me where I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, look at this over here. Oh, what's that over there? Where I, I'm very present and engaged but hard to corral and and mm-hmm. I might walk into somebody and I'm not going to pay attention. Nine uh, High likelihood of getting lost this feels like maybe you're, you're – comic-con goer okay and i would and have a lot of similarities when people buy the spe- like the vip experience do you think that they tend to be just like the the super fans that yes okay and well, then what do you think they say to the celebrity i think that they're going to review their favorite moments and and they're going to do exactly what i did when i met sarah silverman hey let me tell you my favorite joke it was on this album at this time this minute let me tell it to you right now 
That's okay. what they're going to do. And then they're going to go, that's great. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, so, I know because I am the person who is that. I I am that person. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Don't be like me. So do you think that I should or should not gush? Definitely gush. Susie, that's your yeah. bread and butter. That's like... <laughs> that is sort of my thing. thing. <laughs> right. Do I want you to not breathe too? Well, come on. When he... Okay, so he's a conservative fella. He's not... He, oh, that's right. That's right. I do remember yeah. this from Real Housewives. Oh, okay. Because yeah. he was married to... Camille. Camille and... He, yeah, and this was part of the story. Yeah, and he it has become more religious. I don't know if it's because once you've said you out in Hollywood you're a conservative, then you kind of have to go down that road of content. So like the movie he just made, did is, he get a new wife that was conservative? That was well, religious? he does have a, another wife now. He's got okay. seven kids. Can you believe that? Whoa. Yeah. So anyway, he. He's become. I thought that could be my in because he was like on Regis or not Regis Kelly and Ryan, uh-huh. and um, he was crying about this movie that he made that's religious because he was so moved by it. And I was like, oh, this go is that his thing now. Okay, go okay. that direction. And just yes. be like you know, I am- as a doctor <laughs> of religious studies, yes. Okay. I Finally, it's going to come yes, in handy. Totally. <laughs> this is also a time where maybe some of those elbow patches. On, on your, I know the blazer you have, but that you can be like, eh, same seas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, then, I think you should. I think you should. Um, um, I think you should wear something that accentuates. He's a boob man. Is that what yeah. you're saying? He's I don't a boob know. I just man? feel like. I feel like you are his type. <laughs> that is so true. Yeah. So I think if you just go out there and just like, just be you. It's like the first time I would actually take the advice, like, just be yourself. Yes. This is perfect. <laughs> okay. The tits on display. Mm-hmm. Got the blonde hair going. He's into this. We, we got like a religious. But with an edge. Background, but with an edge. <laughs> and, and, and experience and and in the celebrity world and knowledge of of what goes on behind this this is great this is great for you okay uh, another oh my thing God, are we been... gonna be best friends with kelsey Grammer? i can't wait <laughs> another thing that's been great for me is modern fertility and here's why great for everyone it's great for everybody because it empowers you to know about your body yes. and your especially your lady parts and like whether you have eggs that are ready for hatching mm-hmm. or um, if you have red flags, PCOS is a big one that people worry about. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you get a little test to take it home and you just uh, send it back to the people at Modern Fertility. And in a few days, you get your results emailed to you and you learn so much about yourself. And then if you have questions, you can talk to an expert there. Yes. And it's a bargain. Like deal of the century would cost you thousands of dollars if you got these tests done on your own, like in a lab. Yeah. And, and so you could do from the privacy yeah. of your own home. Right. You no. don't have to leave the house no. and it's a bargain and everybody has questions, hormone levels and all that. Everybody's out of whack. I feel like in the last few years and, yes. um, 
Right now, Modern Fertility yeah. is offering our listeners $20 off the test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy. That means your test will cost $159, which is a fraction of what it would cost at a fertility clinic. Get $20 off your fertility test when you go to modernfertility.com slash brain candy, modernfertility.com slash brain candy. And I always say they also have Ozempic. I know you people are real into that. I see you on social media. There you go. Getting all skinny. Okay. Um, all right. Well, that's good advice. I will do my best with I think Kelsey you Grammer. have nothing to worry about. I do love him. I do want to say thank you for the laughter. I always say that to comedians. Oh, that's because a great thing to say. Thank you for the laughter. They do improve our lives, even though maybe they think their job is silly sometimes. It's like, mm -hmm. I'm so thankful for having a uh, side splitter every now and then. Yeah. And then All right. that was like, got you through tough times. It really did. It still does. Um, yeah. So any hoodles. Okay. Let's talk about this. I thought this was an interesting subject because I feel like there's a lot of angles that we can take it from. Okay. So this was in the Washington Post and um, apparently a Catholic organization um, bought data okay. that mm. you know is you can get from apps huh. like that people uh -huh. you know, yeah whatever and then found priests and stuff that were using like grinder and dating <gasps> apps and hookup apps and so like they bought the data legally there's nothing illegal about it and then they used all this stuff and, and it took a long time like even if you have all the data, you still yeah. need to know how to interpret yes. it. Totally. Just to find individual people like needle and haystack type stuff and yeah. see if like they're, they're going to like, um, gay baths or, uh, doing, we're going to worry about the gay stuff when all you guys got your hands down the little boy's pants. Come on. What the fuck is happening? Right. So I read this article this and it was like so interesting. Resources need to be reallocated to research some other well it wasn't the church it was like a, a non-profit organization that claims mm. that they're interested in i guess you might call it accountability or um making sure that their clergy are you know living up to their vows and and so okay the number one point of interest to me is just that this data it it's not just priests that can be found. All of us. Yeah. And and what annoys me is <sighs> that, again, like we talked about last episode, the government is not regulating right. what can be done with this data. And that is the problem. I know people get mad at individual apps, like they sell our data or, or they're watching us. How about we create laws yeah. that will minimize that impact or direct it in the way that is manageable? So that is my first thing. What are your thoughts? I absolutely agree with you. Mm -hmm. That it makes me nerd, you know. I'm hesitant now to get anything done, like any test done or anything cuz all that information just is there and and uh, it just makes me a little nervous. Mhm. Mm not like and I'm not even you know, it's like you're not the paranoid a, type. 
Right. And I mean, it's like, how can this possibly be used against me in the future in a way that I won't know about? Like, yeah, like you're trying to imagine stuff that doesn't even exist anymore. Yeah. yeah. Or yet, I should say. Yes. Like, I'm worried in some situation, is somebody going to see, oh, she was diagnosed with ADHD, so now we can't hire her to do this or that, whatever it is. I think about that with life insurance. Um, like, I filled out this application one time and the question was about like, have you been treated for like anxiety or depression or this or that in the last five years? And if you checked yes, you were then booted off ineligible for this particular. Oh, so you had to make it through the pandemic fine and dandy or just repressing all of your feelings. God forbid you actually talk to somebody during that time. And, I understand yeah. it on one hand because all of that is just algorithmic. So it's like mm-hmm. actuaries just determine what, how long you'll live based on these variables. So if you have a comorbidity of uh, depression and anxiety, whatever, they are basing it on math. It's not to meant to discriminate. <sighs> but what they're not taking into consideration are the preventative factors and the things like I bet on there, it doesn't say how good are your relationships? Yeah. They don't say, do you meditate? Correct. Right. That's the part that is not fair. Good point. That is the stuff that I just read that there was the most extensive longitudinal study on age by the Harvard something, Harvard school on on aging or something like that. Harvard study on age. It was like 90 years this longitudinal study has been going on yeah, on people's happiness. And the it's all the stuff that we talk about all the time, but the number one across the board thing that was the biggest determiner of health and happiness and longevity are the quality of your relationships. So mm-hmm. if they're not, if they're going to be like, oh, you got this, 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 but they're not asking me, how often are you hanging out with your friends? Well, and like oh, that's just if you've been treated for it. It didn't even ask do you have anxiety? Because a lot of people have it and right. don't get treatment. Right. <laughs> I thought they don't live as and long. And some people come to see me thinking that they have something. And then I go, actually, you don't even meet the diagnostic criteria of this because you haven't had this for more than six months or you don't have it in all these categories. It doesn't show up in all these different areas. This is more just a phase of life issue, whatever it may be. So that's, I don't like that. I know, I know, I know. And it speaks to your point about how, you think you're doing the right thing and then it could be used against you, whatever. In this case, of course, not as if the priests are thinking they're doing the right thing, going on grind or looking for a beach or whatever, mm-hmm. but, um, it is sure they made a vow, but they made the vow to God. I mean, <laughs> they didn't make it to you. Right. And But I thought that was the second point that I thought was interesting because for me, the idea of demanding celibacy and abstinence is ridiculous. So I'm looking at it through a a biased lens to begin with. Mm -hmm. But if I were devout and I believed that this was, you know, right and virtuous and that these leaders ought to be celibate and abstinent, then do their parishioners have any right to 
say, well, you should get fired or we should get a new priest because you are getting it. That's not even saying that they are. And there's nothing that says thou shalt not go on grinder. Right. So, you know, can you come after somebody for reading a book that like if they read a no- romance novel, are you going to do the same thing? Like, you know, maybe it's just. Uh, I think that is a fair point. I've yeah. even said, used that with my mom when she talks about, you know, uh, gay relationships, which, you know, she believes they're sinful, but that's the sex part. And we don't know who's having sex. Right. Unless you're sitting there watching. Right. I mean, even if people live together, they may or yeah. may not be active. Right. So okay. how... Okay. That's right. like a technicality that <laughs> yeah, like, I feel is. like they need to... Explain. So, okay. Two men. Bert and Ernie. <laughs> Different beds. Hanging out. Living together for the rest of their lives. Right. No problem. No problem. As soon as that orange goes into that yellow, I think those are the colors that Bert and Ernie are, if you're wondering what I'm referring to. <laughs> That's when they broke the rule. This is letter of the law versus spirit of the law. Yeah. And now I'm trying to think in that relationship, who would be the top and who would be the bottom? I think we all know. Do we? Who do you think? You think Bert is top? Yeah, I do. I think he's kind of repressed and maybe he uses that as his, like that, it's it's like a switcheroo. Like he's He's so domineering though. (laughs) That maybe he wants to switch it up in the bedroom. And that's where like Ernie's like. Got you. Okay. It's crazy. Yeah, right. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Who am I to say? I'm just saying. We mm-hmm. might have the most pushback and like uh, people <laughs> like write in about everybody. this. They're going to be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Ernie is definitely a bottom. Bert is definitely a top. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, yeah. they're, they're right though, because I don't really understand the, how that all works. <laughs> and I don't think you can. I think it, and also sometimes it's not like you switch it up. It's not obvious. Yeah. And it's not always the same. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, at any rate. (laughs) Didn't think um, we thought this conversation was going to go to Muppet sex, did you? But here we are. I really didn't. I guess I was just playing devil's advocate in my own mind about like, is it fair when your spiritual leaders make promises Mm. and they're supposed to model certain behavior? Is it fair to hold them accountable in ways like this? where they didn't know they were being going to be watched or anything. I think no. And what, obviously, why do you say, like, what is the sort of argument? In the same way. Okay. So. Because remember, uh, people are bankrolling this. They're, the laity is paying for the clergy, right? Yeah. Okay. So as a therapist, there are times there, there, so we are mandated reporters. If somebody is my client and I hear something that, that is reportable, I am mandated. I must report it. I, as when I'm a, a camp counselor, all those things, mandated reporter. 
when I'm just a citizen out about in the world, it's like I take it and I'm not, they'd say when we're doing our like law and ethics exam, if you are not wearing the therapist hat at the time, then you abide by the rules of like a regular person. Like if I'm out, you know, doing like, you know, grocery shopping, there is a duty, but not a, a mandatory uh, uh, need to report. So you can report and it's not going to count like you're not going to get in trouble for it, mm -hmm. but it's not something that you have to do if you're not in wearing the therapist hat. So I feel like if he's not wearing the priest, what do they call it? The collar. If the collar <laughs> isn't on. The collar just, is always on though. Is that the, I, yeah, but that's like, how it is. That's not fair. Maybe they should think about That's, instead of grinder, maybe they should try Dipsy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's I don't think they would get fired for that. That we're just like playing out things in our own mind. It's using the imagination. <laughs> Nobody gets hurt. Yes. Dipsy yeah. stories is where it's at. You take a quiz or I guess you wouldn't call it a quiz, like a questionnaire about yeah. your your interests and what gets your motor running it's like a cosmopolitan of, quiz like yeah like, what do like, you what like, do you to do? like? Yeah. what turns you on what are you into yes. what's your love language whatever Guess and then it will running. suggest stories that will maybe get you hot and bothered maybe this might be why my stories were all about Sex while camping and sex on a hike. Oh, God. You think I'm joking? I am not. There was a really hot threesome <laughs> story that I listened to camping. Not, wow. I, was, I wasn't camping. The people in the story were camping. These are sexy audio stories, or some of them are just soothing and uh, maybe will help you go to sleep and have sweet dreams. You know what I mean? Sweet dreams. Um, you can always find something new. And they do try to offer you ones that were are specific to you. Wellness, sexy, sleep, whatever. Um, it's your me time. For listeners of the show, Dipsy's offering an extended 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash brain candy. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash brain candy, dipsystories.com slash brain candy. Yes. Okay. Mm. What about this camping. though? So you were using yourself as a therapist of like on the job or off a job. Yeah. And yeah. and I guess it's a gray area in terms of like are priests ever not on the on job. The job. Right. But I guess I would say if I went to a therapist and then somehow found out that they were dysfunctional, maybe they're actively a heroin addict or Ooh. You know, or maybe they beat their wife or something, Ooh, which yeah. would be breaking like the sacred bond yeah, of, yeah. of like trust because you think, oh, well, you, this person's supposed yeah. to be one thing. They're supposed to model this good behavior. And it's so right. far away from that. Some people would argue that that's what the priests are doing, especially because they made a vow. Incongruent like actions, that the actions yeah. are incongruent with the things that they're saying. Now they're human, of course, right? but that's why in religion, you often hear the term homosexual lifestyle rather than act. Like when you lie, I'm lying. Oh. 
but like the homosexual lifestyle is more broad to them, which is why, you know, maybe just living like Bert and Ernie would be. Not yeah. Okay. Cause it's not the action. You're right. It's the, what the action implies that you yeah. are falsely representing who you are. Yeah. Maybe they like, I suppose. Yeah. If I were like a therapist that was saying like, I'm a, you know, I work in like, like substance abuse or like recovery and I'm out like fucking getting loaded every weekend. That would be not cool. Yeah. That would be definitely like, I don't want that therapist. But what if they're the best therapist in the world? Then it's like, Oh, like, I don't know. You have to reconcile like helping somebody with boundaries. Look, I am terrible at setting them and I have terrible communication with people in my own family and working (laughs) things out. But man, I am going to be great at teaching you how to communicate with your family. <laughs> well, right. I, I mean, everybody's human. Situation. Yeah, that's the part is like, I think what we have to look at is more the people who are like morally objecting to that. And if it's, if what you're objecting to isn't even like giving the person like permission to be a human. For me, that's why the vow is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Yeah. It, it come on, we gotta update this shit. This is ridiculous. Yeah. Didn't I, personally I feel like think I, I heard this recently? Like, aren't we getting a little like the Pope is talking about changing that? And I feel like I heard this recently. The Pope's definitely not talking about that, but people probably are hoping and and I think people have the impression that the Pope is softening on certain yeah. things. Um, but this is gonna, if there is change, it's going to be like a millimeter by millimeter. Yeah. It just feels like we're, we're getting mad at the wrong people and in the wrong places. Like somebody who's looking to, I don't know fulfill some sexual urges in in a way that is with consenting adults to me is much better than the ways that a lot of these priests are doing it with not consenting children Mm -hmm. you know yeah Mm. well and the fact that they focused on gay hookup apps showed a bias towards condemning particular kinds of sexual acts right because what would would they have a problem with them being on a straight app and then going after some there was some they did look at okay cupid um but for the most part it was all grinder every time i hear the 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 word okay cupid or hear that i always think like somebody's being sarcastic, okay, Cupid. Where it's like, <laughs> I don't really want love. Okay, Cupid. Where like that's that sounds like the most hookup hookup app hookupy hookup app there ever was. Because that's I say real. it like okay boomer, like in my mind, like okay boomer. And every single time and I've never used it myself. And so every single time somebody says that, I'm always like, Okay, Cupid. Oh, you want me to date? Oh, okay, you want me to Cupid. date? Okay. I'm just here to fuck, but okay, Cupid. That is what that makes me think of every time. So I thought I would share that with you. So you could enjoy that too. <laughs> You're never going to hear it any other way from here on out. 
Well, the people that are being outed about this are like having to resign and stuff. It's it's really disturbing, but yeah, I don't know what's going to happen. I, like I just like, I don't know. I, I just, don't think that data should be available for no that kind of thing anyway. Right. All right. That was the first order of yeah, business. Man. Okay. The second one was, there was this really cool article that someone wrote on Medium about um, artificial intelligence, you know, where you tell it to show you pictures of whatever, and it generates images to match that. And all they did a bunch of images that were um, people taking selfies, like historically. I saw know. this. Okay. Yes. Like the like selfies throughout history. If we took the Vikings yeah. and gave them a photo, like indigenous people and gave them a phone, like this is what their selfies would look like. Okay. And yeah. when you saw those images, what was your sort what was, what did you think about? People throughout history have never been that happy. Way too many smiles. Exactly. That's exactly what I was like. No, those Vikings didn't fucking smile. Those Vikings did what their version of smiling would be. And it would be like a display of maybe like, like, you know, I don't know. I just feel like the faces that they're making are not historically accurate AI. Right. Yeah. So, so. this medium article was exploring that idea and how oh. the images were really fun to look yeah, at. They're fun. Um, and the people looked happy and, and <laughs> cute and everything, but they, the article pointed out, yes, it's not historically accurate. That isn't how, um, you know, indigenous people looked in the first images that we have of them or, right. you know, that I forget the name of that group. That's like Samoan or Polynesian where oh, they yeah. do the tongue yeah. out. Maori. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And so in that image, they're smiling, but in real life, they would do that, like teeth, yes. bared, all that stuff. Like, okay. Yeah. That's what I think about the Vikings too. I'm like, mm. And so it was just talking about what we've talked about on the show before, which is the cultural component with regards to smiling at all. Oh. And how, you know, we've talked about how in America it's become a, it became an important element because we're the melting pot. And so there was all these yes. groups of immigrants who didn't necessarily speak the same language coming and you wanted it to intimate, um, friendliness and, you know, you're safe. And so smiling became an important cultural component. Um, and that's just not the case in other parts of the country or other parts of the world. And so right. like they were talking about how, for example, um, I'm going to look this up now. Cause I got to see. Oh, let me yeah. let's see if I can find the, the stat that I was looking for. I'll just have to wing it, but it's something like they gave a bunch of people, a, a ABC question. It was like, if you see a stranger like in a parking garage, yeah. Yeah. What do you do? You smile and look away. You just look away. Or mm -hmm. you sort of stare into their eyes and then look away. And I think it was like 90% of Americans said, A, you know, you sort of smile and then look away. And 
Only 14% of Russians answered this. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Russians. Yeah. I was like, because that is the place where if you smile at a Russian, they're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? I went yeah. there and the woman who in Russia, in order to get a visa there, if you you have to go through a whole bunch of work to get one. But if you're just you know, traveling, I was there with a um, uh, cruise and we had stopped in Russia. And if you want to get off the ship and go on to Russian soil, you have to have a, um, like a tour guide. Like you have to hire somebody who's like a Russian representative that has to come with you everywhere you go all day. And she was talking to us about how ridiculous it is, how Americans smile so much and how if you smile like that, Russians are not smiling at you like that. They think yeah, it's weird. They do. It was, it, it said that they studied the reactions of more than 5,000 people from 44 cultures and um, showed them people smiling and not smiling of all different races and genders. And um, they found that the subjects who were socialized in cultures with low levels of uncertainty avoidance, which would be, you know, like Russia, uh, low levels of that. It refers to the level at which someone engages with norms, traditions, and bureaucracy to avoid ambiguity. Like, you want to make it real clear yeah. in America. Like, I am your friend. They are yeah. not into that. Okay? So, the subjects huh. considered the future to be uncertain, like the, the non-American type people. Mm -hmm. And smiling, which is a behavior associated with confidence, was unadvisable. Because it's like saying, hey, don't worry about the future. And Russians like, we got to worry about this shit. You should yeah. not be smiling. And yeah. they rate the, the Russians in particular rate the intelligence of a smiling face significantly lower than other cultures would rate a smiling face. Wow. They think we're dumb-dumbs. like dumb, like, yeah, you're just, what do they call that? Like idiot American? Well, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're like blinded by your own stupidity. Like you're just, you're dumb. Well, Cause happy. you know, There's like word smart people are usually miserable. Yeah. Well, so yeah. they assume if you're happy, Susie, you must be. You ding have dong. to see the movie idiocracy. You're going to love it. Adam would love it. It's a this great one. Idiocracy is the new interstellar. Idiocracy is the new interstellar. <laughs> it is. Cause you keep oh talking about God. it. <laughs> So I probably funny. would like it though. You would. You'd totally okay. love it. Okay. So they found that people from countries with high levels of government corruption were more oh. likely to rate a smiling face as dishonest. Because they're like, I'm not buying any of this shit. Yeah. You guys are selling me a bill of goods. Don't be standing up there with your crooked ass smile. Uh uh. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm into this. Yep. And it said that. Yeah. That like is exactly what I thought when I looked at those selfie pictures. I'm like, those motherfuckers would not be smiling. Yeah. Because And it looks weird that they are. It looks goofy. In countries like Russia, especially they for um politicians, they think po politics is serious business and important and deserving of a lot of like it, it's it has gravity. Like you don't want to be smiling so you should approach it with the seriousness that it deserves and so they want their leaders to be stoic and all biz yeah and we don't like we're all about like is hillary likable enough is 
whoever likable and you know that's the right. this likability like would you want to have a beer really with like them how, how much how good are they at yeah bullshitting yeah i mean basically like we kind of love a bullshitter like oh i want him to be like happy no just yeah right. in fact i i like th- there was a video of AOC talking about the the term woke and how and she was like getting really angry in it and like not even angry but like I've had enough like this is like this, this is, is what they mean this is silly mm-hmm. and I'm like yes this is the energy I want this is the this stop fucking around we're not like let's get serious people stop mm-hmm. with the stupid term that like define your terms. Let's talk yeah. about what this actually means. And I like that. I'm like, yeah, I like get the get the fucking get fucking serious. I think you should also get Rothy's. I'm fucking serious about Rothy's. <laughs> Every single time I go to an airport, I become like a Rothy's ambassador. ambassador. I, I become like no, you know how there's like drug sniffing dogs at the airport who are like, where are the bombs? Or bomb sniffing dogs or whatever. I am a Rothy sniffing dog at the airport where I'm like, <laughs> I know they're around here. And then I see him and I'm just like, mm-hmm. Because they're what I wear. They are the right. perfect airport shoe. I'm telling you. That's a good point because you don't want to look like a schlumpadink. Correct. With your jammies, you people that right. wear jammies the airport, you're my enemies. Mm-hmm. No! Susie, but here's what I do. I have a whole outfit. I have an out. I have an airport outfit. It is a sweater, just almost like this. It's a bay. It's a, a beige sweater, like neutral sweater that matches my cream colored sweatpants. But they're nice sweatpants because they have like a cute drawstring on them. I cannot believe you're wearing sweatpants. Yes, but with the sweater, <laughs> yes. so it looks cute. Then I, it's like I wear. This is the only outfit I wear at the airport. And the, the sweatpants and the sweater are the exact same color as my those like cream off like white colored Rothy's. Okay. Yeah. So I'm in like head to toe looking like, right. you I bet know, you look East chic. Coast chic. Yes. Okay. But there's coastal sweats. grandmother, coastal grandmother in my Rothy's so comfy. And I it. just know if I send them through the machine and the machine got the weird things on them that like get shoes dirty and it gets gross in there. I could just wash them. No problem. Okay. That's fair. I will allow it because I can picture it. It's probably cute. Super cute. And Rothy's are the the best travel shoe because they're super comfortable, but you don't look like a schlumpadink. You look stylish and chic. They have all different styles. They have casual sneakers like I like, um, or they have fancy like point or- Yes, the ballet flat. The adorable. Oh yeah, the ballet the flat. The loafer, the driver they have. They just got they in. Have, I have some drivers. Yeah, Love the drivers. They always have a million colors to choose from and you feel good about wearing them because they're made out of plastic water bottles, which is insane. And, um, you can wash them. So they are good as new all the time for stylish and sustainable shoes. Shop Rothy's get $20 off your first purchase at rothys.com slash brain candy. That's R O T H Y S.com slash brain candy. These have been our spot. These Rothy's have been our sponsor since the start of the podcast. Yeah. I got my Rothy's when we started this, right. I am still talking about the same pair. You might be like, oh, Sarah, did they say? Nope. These are the same ones. Same one eight years later. And still, still just look amazing. Clean. They still do my not airport smell. They still are airport outfit. Yeah. It's the same. Go to. that. Mm-hmm. Just get the standard outfit to do the... I never That's have to a, think about it. It's a bad it's, idea. It is my favorite. All right. 
And then I have this great puffer vest that's a, it looks like a down comforter. It's a, a oh, yeah. like a vest, but it all the way to the floor. And I, it's like for that's a screen. Smart. Do you travel wear, with that? Yes. And I yeah, wear that smart. over it. And that's why I can like fold it up and make it into a pillow if I need to. Pel- pil- pillow. Is that <laughs> word funny? Pillow. And then uh, uh, you are warm if you're going from like Florida to Denver, which I came from the sunshine to the snow. So Boo. yeah. Thumbs down for Thumbs coldness. Down. Thumbs up Anyways. for Rothy's. Yes. Okay. Moving on. Yeah. I mean, you get the idea. I just think that's interesting about, you know, the yeah. way that so like basically what they're what you're asking AI to do is to make uh-huh. an image, but it's going to be based on most of the the bulk of what's on the internet. And most selfies have people smiling in them. What we lose is context. Yeah. And so and this that's very important. showed like the actual historical photos uh, as juxtaposed with the AI ones. And you see how silly it can be. It really does look silly. Like I'm going to hold up this picture. This is a picture of ancient Polynesians that they think would be taking a selfie like this. Nope. Yeah. Absolutely not. Right. Right. In real life, they're it, probably considering their enemy and they want to show strength, you know, and yeah. whatever. It's just interesting. Yeah. I think Cause, that is – there. there's something that I'm seeing with these AI-generated images and anytime it goes through this AI filter that they miss this – lens that we like this humanness that we Mm. see things through like the ability to like another one was like fingers like i saw something that like a lot of ai images were putting up like six or seven fingers yeah they usually have the wrong number of the wrong number of fingers which is a weird thing and that there are these little things that you you can't really maybe point to what it is, but there's a human part of you that goes, no, that's not it. I saw that there's a whole group of people on Reddit and stuff that are using chat GPT for their therapy. I have seen this too. Yeah. So I think it's like in the same way, I think this changes everything. The, the therapy podcast is so helpful for people and so wonderful to get like a, a generic overview of and these conversations. Co- yeah, to get the yeah. conversation started, to to approach it in a way that feels I don't know more approachable, for lack of a better word. But um, there are limitations. There are things that there are those those. Like the, that context, that the things that that need to be taken into consideration, that that human element, that what you can't duplicate with that is empathy, is being mm-hmm. seen by another person. You know, I'm I'm a therapist who goes to therapy, and I know every fucking thing. 
that my therapist is good. I know that. I know what they're going to tell me. I know this is what they need to hear. I know that, you know, I need to give myself, I know all those things, but there is something like, this is what we used to call when I was in grad school, therapy magic. We'd be like, I don't know what it is, but it's just like the therapy magic. There's something magical about when another person gives you that permission to feel how you're feeling and you need an, it's like the tickling thing. You can't tickle yourself. You can't get the same empathy from an AI chatbot. You just can't. You can get an understanding of what grief is, what anxiety is, maybe like how um, intrusive thoughts happen, maybe like uh, a better understanding of trauma theory, whatever that may be. But feeling seen and validated is something that only another human can do for you, I think, mm. and worth every fucking penny. Because I will pay a human to do – I need another person to just be like, yeah, you don't need to worry about that. You're fine. You're doing great. Keep up the good work. Mm. Yeah. I and a computer can't do, the, can't do that for me. Yeah. I mean that goes for almost anything that people are trying to use um, AI for. I think writers are mm -hmm. frustrated. Um, I bet. But I think that – and there's probably lots of other industries that I'm yeah. not thinking of, but it's what, what a robot can produce is not going to be like what Toni Morrison could produce or what. No, you know, right. Absolutely. Writer is there's just something it's like you said, there's magic in the ether and I don't know what it is. It It is the in between spaces that are actually what everything is made up. That's of. where life happens. Yes. Yeah. That is where the actual stuff, the majority of things mm -hmm. live. Well, and that's anybody oh, that that's is so religious crazy. would know that's what church is. You can sing a hymn any old time. You could listen to a sermon anywhere you want, but church is that thing. Yep. It's a feeling it's, and it can be anywhere. You could have church, it, you, uh, know, you mean the Brain diner. Candy podcast uh, book club and documentary <laughs> club, aka yeah. my church mm -hmm. and my place of healing? And to, oh my god, I'll cry just thinking about it. Ah, I'm gonna cry right now. That is my church. Yeah, that's church. It's they where helped me through all the tough times. Yeah, and I'm not alone. Everybody else who's a member has totally said the same. Yeah, that yeah. you can't duplicate even no. in a chat room. No, transcendence is not something that can be replicated by a machine. Oh, right. And also, neither can my AI images because Eli tried to give that stupid AI thing that like does your, you know, AI portrait or whatever mm -hmm. images of me. It they couldn't pin you down. Nope. I look too different in all my pictures. It Not a single photo looked like me. If I show you all of them, you'd be like, who the fuck is this? Not one of them actually looks like me. So- hmm. No, not impressed so far. Right. And everybody knows this in their soul, but right. it's still scary. Like, oh no, yeah. like Levi's is getting robot models or whatever. <sighs> right. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about how I just okay. This was sent to us from well, first I want to say I sh I should have already said this. Um we need to talk about Kitsch. Kitsch is the 
hair oh, products. I was going to say, you mean my yeah. amazing silk pillowcases <laughs> yeah. that I can never live without? And let me tell you, if you're thinking that there isn't a difference between the pillowcases that you can get, like silk, there is. Yes. Yeah. These Pillow, are, this. Yeah. They protect your hair. Oh, curly hair gals. The people yeah. want to know all the time, what is my secret to maintaining curls? And my number one is keeping the hair that you have. And in order to do that, I know that sounds great. You gotta just so keep. True. It really is. We don't realize how much we do that damages our hair. Believe Putting me, it I in ponytail, the wrong ponytail holders. Putting it in, like I got, I switched out my elastic bands. I use the Kitsch elastics because they slide out of the hair easy. I was breaking yeah. little bits of all the pieces in the front, and then going, "Why do I have all these little tiny pieces?" Oh, because I was using crappy rubber bands and what made me realize it was that i read an article about the uh gabby what's her name who's the olympian the gymnast gabby i can't remember her last name yeah what's her last name but she was talking about how when she stopped competing professionally or whatever she stopped wearing her hair in such a tight ponytail with the bad elastics and all of a sudden her hair grew back and i was like right. wait a sec i should care about this Enter, yeah. Enter Kitsch because everybody focuses on what they do in the shower, like right. their products, and they forget as soon as they get out. Oh, and also I need to protect it in daily life. So you right. can get the towels that dry your hair better, but don't damage it. You can get, like Sarah said, the satin pillowcases, um, the scrunchy hair ties. Um, they have eye masks. There's this like deep conditioning shenanigan that oh. I got because, you know, I, I'm on my, my journey for recovery, my hair recovery. Mm. Um, and it's amazing stuff. They have shampoo and conditioner bars, which are better for the environment, better for everybody. They last forever and they're really, really good. Bottle-free beauty, baby. You know how yes. it is. Um, Kitsch is offering you 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash brain candy. That's right. 30% off anything and everything. My at my kitsch it's spelled m-y-k-i-t-s-c-h.com slash brain candy one more time my kitsch.com slash brain candy for 30 percent off your order they have really nice stuff yeah really good okay so i guess i wanted to debate this a brainiac sent me oh. an article or a little paragraph about how they were they had removed from splash mountain the um Zippity yeah. Duda song. The whole ride. Now they've redone it. Now it's they. Oh, they got rid of more stuff. They. I okay. think they had the last Splash Mountain as it originally is, like a like a month or two ago, and now they're changing it to a um, Frog Princess. Oh, that's fun. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they're redesigning it. I guess they're in, they initially removed. What it, it sounded like they were saying Zibbity Duda, but from Songs of the South, which is a Disney film from like oh, nineteen forty yeah. uh, freaking two or something. Yeah, and it like glorifies slavery the the film, I guess. Mm -hmm. I don't know whether they mean Zibbity Duda from Mary Poppins. How many Zibbity Dudas can there be? Zibbity Duda was from Mary Poppins? Wait, it's not in that? 
So Zippity Duda is only from think, that movie. Yes, I think it's oh, separate. Wow. I think that I just is, know it in general. Yes. Oh, okay. Because I think oh. Zippity Duda is not in. Wow, I really do know it. I because I thought, well, I've never seen Song of the South. I've never seen this film. Yeah. Okay. That's just well. Then that song, the one that we all know, they removed it, and because of the racist undertones of the film. What? Why are you looking? I'm now I'm trying to think of where the hell that came from. Yeah, because like, how do I know? What it? is it? You know what? Okay, this is what happened. In that song, it's live action and cartoons. I think. Okay. And I think what we're doing is our little kid mind is overlapping it with yeah. the live action and cartoons in the with the penguins. Yeah. And the yeah, Gene Kelly. But that's just no. That's um Dick Van nope. Dyke. Dick Van Dyke, not but Gene it's Kelly like um, they just did Supercalifragilistic. Yeah, and um, yeah, Supercalifragilistic. Okay, well, yeah. I don't know how I know Zippity Duda then, but I do. Um, and because of the movie being racist, everyone wants to get rid of this song in general. Yeah. Um, and I've seen since oh. Black Lives Matter became a big movement, I've seen this happen with certain things. Like, do you remember when there was that sort of viral thing about how like the ice cream truck song is right? Well, is racist that, or like what that I the original lyrics to were racist. What what song though? That um, oh gosh, I can't remember what it is. It's a famous song, though. This ice cream truck song, like the lyrics to it. I only ever heard like it an has ice cream lyrics, truck. and they are. But we don't ever know them. We don't know them. No, it's just like the ding dong song that the ice cream so- truck mm-hmm. plays or something. Okay, yes. So you'll see these periodically, like this thing that you do or say all the time is like secretly racist. Remember when somebody told us that heebie-jeebies is and spooky. Spooky. Right. Okay. So I guess I want to um, talk about this element Uh where like a song or a thing has maybe a racist history, but Mm -hmm. like nobody fucking knew about it until Mm -hmm. people started trying to come up with new content for social media to go viral. And then, oh, the ice cream truck, whatever. Right. And so now I know, but like I sure as heck didn't know that then. Right. And so, like, do we have to get rid of everything that ever came from racism? Because we should just get rid of this whole country. Right. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, that's kind of what, what we're everything is here. built on. Yeah, 100%. I think the problem lies when the uh, like the group that is doing the marginalizing the group that is that the basically fucking white people for forever when they have it's hard to sort out what things have a racial undertone and they are totally purely like in its original form racist and not things that have been adopted and then used as racial slurs like it's 
um, like, for example, I remember we were talking a while back about how there are a lot of phrases that uh, create a negative connotation around the word black, blacklisted, you know, the dark arts, like things like that, that we have tied to groups because of the ways that they have been used to marginalize and objectify and, and like mm, hurt that group. But there is nothing inherently racist about the color black. Mm -hmm. But it gets very difficult when you use that term that then you also use to describe a group and then use that in line with like negative, like it creates a negative connotation with it. It becomes so difficult to like separate and, and tease out all that and see mm -hmm. like the, the, that it's almost easier or I don't know, easier is not the right word, but to just be like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. Then for everybody to understand the things that, that, the nuances of culture. Yes, the new Yes, thank you. Thank you. That is exactly it. It is the it is the way like I almost feel like some for some reason I feel like it's like that similar to the phrase like oh that's gay. Like what people were saying that for a long time. We're like you don't do you can't do that anymore. We're not doing that. And it I guess with regard to that or like the R That's word, but it's so yeah. much more explicit. And yeah, this is that... like so obscured that people have to tell each other, hey, did you know? If you have to tell me, did you know? It's yeah. probably not on the minds of the people who are supposedly. That being is the biggest problem. It. That if somebody is a person of color, if, if a friend of mine is black, says to me, Sarah, don't say that. That is like definitely offensive. Not and one I'm, time has a black person ever said zero that times to me. I'm and saying. I have absolutely welcomed that from my friend. Like, tell me, tell maybe in therapy, maybe in 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 grad school at some point, somebody was like, "Yeah, don't do that." And I welcomed it, opened it. I'll be like, "Yes, tell me. I know I'm messing up. Tell me the things I'm doing wrong." But it's mostly white people who are policing it's, my language. Yes, or, it's white people policing each other. Yeah, and I'm so bored by it. It's because it's like the same of like, we should be focusing our attention in other places. Exactly. If you put that energy into actually doing jack shit, I would be impressed. But it's all these same people that are like, you know, keyboard warriors, blah, blah, blah. Um, and so it's, if, if something is real gross and we're missing it, I'd love yeah. to hear about it. But so far it's just been like, a bunch of white people being like, oh, this thing 200 years ago started this word and then it morphed into the yeah. one we use now. And uh-oh. And maybe like don't spend so much time being a keyboard warrior telling your white friends what they're doing wrong when you could be using that same energy to shut the fuck up and amplify somebody else's voice and be like, let me give the microphone to somebody else who maybe hasn't had it for a really fucking long time, if not ever. Mm -hmm. That's what we should be using our privilege for, to create space to let other people tell us 
a thing or two because we don't know a fucking anything. <laughs> okay, we don't. Good. We're on the same page then because totally. I was like 100%. Okay. The, I wasn't annoyed at the Brainiac. I was glad she sent it to me because she just said, I would love to hear what you guys, ha- what you yes. folks have to say about this. Um, and that's what we're doing. This person wasn't like, can you believe it? And you shouldn't talk about right. whatever. Right. And speaking of the you guys debate, you know, because it is uh-huh. every day habitual. I have to correct myself. Um about saying you guys. And the reason why for me that was important to work on was because if you reverse it, if you imagine, think Mm -hmm. when you go on social media today, you will see about 50 people either say or type the phrase guys or hey, oh my gosh, you guys. If you imagine what that would sound like if everyone said, hey, ladies, hey, ladies, hey, ladies, hey, ladies when you're not talking to just ladies, mm-hmm. you start to see how stupid mm-hmm. it is. I've done this with the word girls. Anytime a man refers to a woman as a girl. Yeah. I was hanging out with this girl. I was like, Oh really? Was she like eight or nine or how old? And you realize how often men refer to women as girls and how, uh, how that is so fucking subtle. But it's infantilizing us in a big way in little small doses. Mm -hmm. And I feel like maybe that's what we're talking about here. It's like similar like that. And if I notice that. But nobody, zero people are doing that about zippity-doo-dah. No. Unless I'm mistaken and you can let me know if I am. Mm -hmm. But I'm like. Please let us know. That song doesn't even have almost any actual English language words. Right. Well, I, I also, I think now looking it up, that may be part of it. That may be, maybe there's something to that, that a lot of the words that are like. Yeah, but nobody knows that slang. until right. now. That. Right, right, right. No, right. but go ahead. I'm sorry. I cut you off. <laughs> no, so I'm looking up the lyrics right now and it's, it should be mentioned that the person singing this song is, I don't know his name, but he's a black artist. And the original version of that song from that song of the South. How do you and know he's black? Why? How do I know? Because yeah. there's video. Oh, cool. Yeah. And and he's like singing with like some bluebirds and stuff. And there's a lot of... <laughs> well, yes. A, a, I know. That's a bluebird on his shoulder. Song. That's yeah. the whole thing. You know? <laughs> Disney had to do something. And uh, uh, there's a lot of... There are a lot of words that are in quotes like... It's the truth. It's actual, but that's not what they say. It's they say it's actual. A C T C H apostrophe L L. So there's a lot of like sl- maybe it's it's saying like I can see that, but yeah. But did we know that before you just looked no. that up? No, no, we did not. And and that doesn't mean we shouldn't get rid of it. Correct. I, I'm just saying, and that, that also doesn't mean we shouldn't look it up and know some things. Yeah, and if it is hot garbage all right we'll get that zippity do right the heck out yeah. the door but, but i just zippity do dog goodbye i'm always suspicious when it's like something that we've never even including the yeah. people that are supposedly being oppressed by it i've never thought about i don't know i'm not that that will always remind me of the dave Chappelle bit that he did where he says that he has a white lawyer and he likes to trick him 
with like black phrases every now and saying things. So he would say like, all right, buddy, zip it up and zip it out. Just like to mess with them. <laughs> and the lawyer goes, oh, okay, zippity doo dah, bye-bye. Because <laughs> he doesn't know how to respond to like black phrases. So he just makes them up. And, okay, zippity doo dah, bye-bye. <laughs> so that will always remind me of that is a great Dave Chappelle well, and bit there are a from lot of those Killing Me things. Softly. It is so great. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. I fully, like, I, I hope <laughs> that, that people of color just messing with white people as much as possible. Yeah, just, yeah. Like, please do, do it that. all the time. Just, like, it's the least that, yeah. that, like, they deserve. And by they, I mean me. Oh, just do it. <laughs> me totally 100 i always tell a joke with eli i'm like when he talks about like you know my family has been in this country for a long fucking time like we were like original mayflower shit mayflower shit yeah. like there are pla- like the rice family's been here so long like i know we have done some fucked up shit like if anybody needs to be like working to amplify some other voices it's the old rice family over here because mm-hmm. we we definitely owe people a lot i know it way too comfy in this nation for way too long well hey knowing is half the battle yeah I wasn't know. that gi joe's catchphrase really i think I so feel like this would be like a little more like mm, smash <laughs> one word yeah no that was hulk <laughs> Hulk smash. Uh, All right. I guess that's all for now. Um, This was real fun. Thanks for all your advice and like weighing in on all that stuff. But now I want to know what the G.I. Joe slogan is. Yeah, it is that because he he says. um, Now you know. You know. You know. He's half the battle. battle. Yes. What? Why was G.I. Joe giving us like a subtle PSA? Because at the end of the show, there was one. It was always like they would include like some sort of tip. And then it was like, sometimes strangers will offer you candy, but you shouldn't take it. And now you know, because knowing is half the battle. If you're a priest, definitely don't go on Grindr. And now you know, because knowing is half half the battle. battle. (laughs) Exactly. Right? G.I. Joe. And G.I. Joe would know about like, ambiguously oh, no. gay on, shit please that guy's definitely a bottom oh my god he is not he's topping it please wow he's, he's taking him taking it i do think so all right um okay here's what we learned so much i will let you know about comic-con because oh yeah oh my god what would you Next wear thing- Oh, you said a blazer. You said. Low cut top. Like we're talking. Oh, right. Titties. Tits but with out. Class. But like, I know. Okay. You're going to do low cut shirt with the blazer, with the elbow pads. Oh, I or love like whatever. This. I love then this Then with idea. your like jeans, then with some heels. What kind of jeans though? They, you could go either way. You can even get away with like a distressed, like more like wide, like a, a you know, like ankle cut wide leg. Just make sure you're showing off the heels. He's gonna need to see you in heels. I don't know why, but Kelsey Grammer likes well, to get obviously heels. I'm wearing heels. Obviously, okay. she's no dummy. Anyway, we got to go. We're running. Yeah, we're those running new overtime. Jimmy shoes that you have with like the, uh, uh, or the Louboutins, one of the two. I think they're Jimmy shoes. And mm-hmm. then you wear those with like a pair of like tight jeans. And then you wear like your Skims 
the shirt that you have and then you wear your blazer on top and with like hair down or you could do like a side part low pony because that's very classy big earrings (laughs) big earrings like you know who thinks there was a celebrity that told me i had nice earrings but he did not mean earrings that's what i was gonna make a joke and say you need to make sure you wear good earrings to comic-con but i was like i don't know if we were making those kind of jokes we're not naming names though so it's okay susie needs to wear some nice earrings all right bye people bye